Purple Mafia with your host, Paladino Joey. Well, we'll see. The doctors would disagree, but what do they know? So let's just say that you'll pay me because it's in your interest to pay me. Is it worth it? I mean, you've won. Do you want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. It's just my enemy. That's all. My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close, put your enemies close. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. It is Sunday, November the 10th, 2013. This is episode number 154 of Purple Mafia. I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Thank you again very much for downloading and listening to Purple Mafia, which is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. Thank you again so very much to have you on board. Yes, sir. Yep, we got the Minnesota Vikings and Washington Redskins game to review in the first segment. Second segment, of course, we'll be previewing the uh, <clears throat> showdown with the best team in the NFC in their hometown, <laughs> in their home stadium, of course, of Seattle, the Seattle Seahawks, uh, soon to be the new home of Paul Tuniver's Tanif. Shout out to him. He's actually there right now, uh, kind of a pre Beal, so just giving him an early shout out. Of course, one of my all-time best friends, known him since 1999. Obviously, we were already adults by then, but just saying, yeah, not a childhood friend, but a long-time friend, so yeah, it's going to suck when he's gone, but of course, there's always ways to keep in touch easier today than in the old days. All right, that was kind of a long shout out, but nice to give it out, I'm sure. <sighs> yeah, so... We got the review with the Redskins, the preview with the Seahawks, and of course the fan interaction with all of you out there on Facebook and on Twitter. The Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. You go there, click like. Twitter account is at Purple Mafia Show. That's how you get in touch with those. Uh, we do have a phone line, which is 209 736 7877. 209 736 7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention what show you're calling into, which is, of course, Purple Mafia, give your statement, shout out, comment, question, whatever it is, rock and roll on the show, keep the topics down to one or two, uh, you don't need to bring up like 19 different things, otherwise I might just let it play and then just kind of move on from there rather than comment too much on it because, uh, you know, there's only so much I can comment on, you know, it's kind of like one of those deals, so yeah, it's just it's just better radio to kind of be quick and to the point, which I need to improve at as well myself. With that said, we're going to move right into the review. We're going to get struck straight into it. A Minnesota Vikings victory. Yeah, that's right. A victory over the Washington Redskins, 34-27. to uh, I had somebody post on the Facebook page, just going to say this first, even though I know the fan interaction is in the third segment, um, that, well, <laughs> oh, you know, all you bandwagon fans, bleep, you can, you know, you can go bleep off or something like that. I forget what it was. Get the bleep out. That's what it was. If if you uh, if you're mad about the Vikings winning because you want a draft pick, I deleted it because I don't want f bombs on the Facebook page. It's just that's unprofessional and just uh, whatever. You know, it's just not my style. I just I, I'm not here for that. So just thought I'd mention that in case you're listening out there. And also to call people bandwagon fans for wanting a draft pick off base. Um, <laughs> Nobody's a bandwagon fan because they want a draft pick. Seriously. Now, at a, now on the other side of the whole coin, you can't expect the players and coaches to just say, screw it, we're going to go 1-15 to get the number one pick and suck for luck. And also, at the same time, there is no Andrew Luck anyway this time around. It's all kind of a roll of the dice, per se. Sam Bradford, like I mentioned on, this, uh, on previous episodes, was a number one pick that didn't work out all too well. Um... Uh, Matthew Stafford, it took a while for him to work out. He looks good now, but would I take him number one overall? I don't know. Maybe. It's not like the Detroit Lions are like on their way to stardom. They may win the division this year the way they're doing, because uh, during the preview segment with Seattle, we also will do the uh, 
NFC North roundup. The Detroit Lions again uh, playing Chicago, and of course Green Bay losing to Philadelphia today. Uh, I'll talk more about Aaron Rodgers and such at that point in time. Yeah, so yes, <laughs> bouncing around, just saying mostly how. Hey, you know, the, there's a lot of blue chip busts. That was a bit I used to have on the show earlier, uh, years ago. Blue chip busts. There, that possibility does exist and persists. It's all over the place. Andrew Locker, who's apparently out for the year as well. Or Andrew Locker, what am I talking about? Yeah, that Locker. Jake Locker, excuse me. Andrew Luck, Locker. Yeah, I'm just saying there's blue chip busts out there. Blaine Gabbard. I thought he was going to go number one overall. Thank God for uh, whoever it was at the time that he didn't. <laughs> yeah, 2012 draft, um, 2011 draft, excuse me, yes, that was when the Vikings took Ponder, 12th overall pick, that's the other side is, you know, getting those ninth, 10th picks are less likely to be a star, honest to God, they are less likely to be a star than getting in the top three, so that's where fans may be a little bit frustrated because it seems like you get stuck in the mediocrity trap, because it is a trap, you get stuck in there forever when you are like 6-10, and 5-11. and 11. It's hard. That's why you see certain teams never coming out of it. Though at the same time, it doesn't matter how many number one picks for certain teams, they never, ever seem to get better like Buffalo and such. All right, so with that said, I can finally close of that. That generated a lot of response out of me at the time and uh, now too, as you could tell. Um, yeah, the Vikings played well. It was fun to watch. Um... What I like is the guys like Kevin Williams and, and Brian Robinson really backed up what they said, especially Kevin Williams, who, yeah, <laughs> is easily, well, I'll, I'll save it. Yeah, save it. You, you get the idea of some of you, what I'm hinting towards, but um, Christian Ponder had a very strong game, very fun to watch out there. Actually, you know, it's like, it's such a tease because it's like, you know, he was so frustrating to watch for so long. And then he looks like a really good quarterback in this game. Not a great quarterback, but a good quarterback. Pardon me for the racket there. But, um, yeah. <laughs> the other quarterback looked pretty good, too, because our defense isn't so hot, that being RG3. Uh, his number is actually better than Ponder's. Yeah, that just tells you how you know, Ponder was really good. But still, even how as good as Ponder was, Griffin is still better than Ponder. <laughs> Both defenses were pretty horrendous in this game. Um, passing defenses. Uh, Washington's run defense looked pretty good against Adrian, who had an okay game. Did get into the end zone twice. 75 yards on the ground, 20 rushes. Uh, 3.8 a carry isn't terrible, but at the same time, it's not like you know he had that breakout game necessarily. But two touchdowns for Adrian. A nice spin move on his first uh, two touchdowns. Very cool to watch. Christian Ponder, though, it's like the ultimate tease, though, isn't it? He's the king of the teases because... It's like, okay, he's mediocre, he's bad, he's mediocre, he's bad. He's a little bit better than mediocre. Oh, wow, he played really good. Oh, but he's hurt. Yeah, that's what happened last year against Green Bay Packers. Played really good in that you know season finale in the Metrodome last year, regular season finale. Played really good. Oh, he's out. Great. You know, now he's out. Now that he got some momentum into his career, possibly, he's injured. And that valuable playoff experience that he could have maybe brought into this year, and maybe, who knows? I mean, just imagine if we somehow won that game in Green Bay. The Packers aren't that big of a deal, actually. We're getting to learn now, not even with, I mean, even with when Aaron Rodgers was healthy, they weren't that dangerous last year. Vikings maybe would have pulled off an upset in that one. And if they did, who knows? Maybe Christian Ponder would have come into this season with more momentum. It's possible. But, unfortunately, he was just back to the same old meh player that he's been pretty much from day one. Um, and that's where the tease comes in as well. That's kind of who he probably is. But he looked really damn good against the Washington Redskins. And, yes, separated shoulder, day-to-day, blah, blah, blah. Depends on uh, how quick it heals and how... Well, he feels going against Seattle, who has a phenomenal defense. Um, I think the uh, stars are aligned for Matt, um, possible Matt Castle start in Seattle, which is just funny because it just keeps shuffling around. The word of Josh Freeman is he pretty much is not the brightest bulb in the drawer. Uh, and that was a lot of reason why the Tampa Bay Buccaneers said enough is enough because, of course, with their new coach, who's just so good. Yeah, oh, he's so good. <laughs> Um, 
that uh, Freeman and him just never saw eye to eye and all that good stuff. He's a slow learner, and that's what's going on right now. Of course, the concussion didn't help. Couldn't get to the the uh, the meetings and stuff to learn more about the offense because it's just his, his concussion doesn't allow him to think, and it's just uh, it's just like all over the place. So it's just ironic when Ponder finally plays well, he gets hurt. Shock of the year. Matt Castle was inactive, was active, he was active this week, he was inactive a few weeks ago. Now it looked like all three of them were active because I saw Freeman with the jersey on uh, against Washington as well. So I don't know what's going on. Um, I'm leaning towards it's probably going to be Castle, but I, I have no idea. I mean, a separated shoulder, yes, it's on his non-throwing arm, which is exactly what's going on with uh, Mr. Aaron Rodgers as well, non-throwing shoulder injury as well, but yeah. Sounds like Aaron Rodgers is pretty serious right now. Christian Ponders is kind of a maybe, we'll see type of thing, but I I don't know what to make of it. Well, let's just assume Matt Castle is going to be the starter until things change. They always like to keep us waiting and wondering because it's just such a great mystery right now who's going to start and and how boy oh boy, that's like we're like 11 and 5 going into the NFC Championship game. We got to find out who starts, don't we? <laughs> uh, I wish uh, one, uh, what? No, I'm not even going to get it. Nah, screw it. I'm not even going to get into something I was about to say. Nope. Uh, that's that. Let's just say it's that story that everybody's talking about in the NFL. I'm not going to get into it because it's everybody's talking about it. And times where people hear certain things so much that to me it's not even worth not not even worth getting into at this point. In my humble opinion, uh, you have every right to post and say whatever you want on the Facebook page, but. Um, yeah, we'll just move off of that. <coughs> no offense to anyone involved in that, by the way. Just so you know, no offense intended. Uh, bouncing around like a madman, aren't I? Let's just get to the, let's just get deeper into the game review. Um, I am happy for the veterans on the team. I mean, I'm sure that felt really good for them to win and play well. Kevin Williams was just absolutely awesome. He, he really was. He really, really was. It's just funny, though, how... You know, when you win a game like this, ironically, Washington, we missed out on uh, possible Andrew Luck or RG3 last time around. Could that happen again? I don't know. The consensus number one guy is Teddy Bridgewater. A lot of people like him, but again, not exactly necessarily an Andrew Luck type of uh, stud pick, but uh, he'll probably be pretty good in this league. Johnny Manziel is a wild card. He could go in the first round. He could go in the second. Maybe he'll be like Drew Brees and go early in the second round, which I'm sure Minnesota, a lot of Minnesota Viking fans would be very excited about if we did end up with him. But I'm guessing if he slid in the second round, we would miss out because we wouldn't have the number one pick <laughs> in the second round or the first round. Um, doggone it. Mm-mm. Well, yeah, I got into a lot of the stuff like Freeman looking more and more. Yeah, he's looking more and more like a waste, uh, slow study. What's the point? It's like we bring him in the middle of the season. I have no idea what to make of that. Uh, Kevin Williams, though, yeah, did back up his complaints in a lot of ways. Was very, very strong in the game. Everson Griffin even stepped up. I mean, this game in a lot of ways, which is something I wanted to say earlier, was uh, in a lot of ways reminiscent of... The game against the Arizona Cardinals in 2010, after it seemed like Brad Childers was going to get fired, after the whole situation when the Vikings just got dismantled by the New England Patriots, and Randy Moss sounded off, and the next morning, Brad Childers came up to the podium and told us how it was the most unemotional move of his career, cutting Randy Moss, just like that, boom. Um, which I think it was an emotional move, but <laughs> I think a lot of the people did as well. So then everybody's basically like, yeah, Childress has to go immediately. Look what he's, he's disobeying the owners just like that. You know, he doesn't give a damn what, what the owners think of uh, cutting a guy who could help the franchise make money. Um, so yeah, it kind of reminds me of that, how the Vikings looked like they were going to lose the game. And then the defensive lineman just went berserk and started dominating and helped the Vikings win the football game against the Arizona Cardinals. So kind of similar here, where the coaching staff appears to be at... You know, the edge of the cliff, literally. And for some reason, the defensive line just woke up and had a good game. A lot of veteran guys. At the time, Pat Williams, this time Kevin Williams, just really blew up and had a good game after having a pretty quiet year. Um, kind of interesting to see. Everson Griffin also played great. He had a sack in the game. 
it's just it was kind of cool to see these guys really wake up and roll. <laughs> One other thing I got to get to too because I constantly forget to mention this. Um, Jacob, my my buddy and trainer at work, you know, <laughs> yeah, he's a you know he's a trainer helps people learn the processes you know when you're building products, medical devices. <laughs> Jacob Mombasa, yes sir, if he's listening by chance, wanted to say <laughs> how. He wanted to compare Jared Allen to Samson in the Bible. Um, remember the story where Samson had the long hair, and God said, "Don't uh, cut your hair, or you'll lose your strength." You know, like Keely, never cut your hair, or your strength will be gone. Samson obviously was the strongest man in the world at the time, and then when his hair was cut by his uh, girlfriend Delilah, <laughs> Samson lost all of his strength, and it's like, oh no! And uh, well. Jared Allen had some long hair, and all of a sudden when his hair got cut off, it's like, uh-oh, he's not as good now. So it's just, I don't know, he thought that was ironic, and it's kind of funny. We were laughing about that at work. And, um, yeah, so when you bring up the defensive line, you think about that. <laughs> Comparing Jared Allen to Samson, hopefully you guys like that one. It's uh, We had some pretty good yucks about that at work at times. So, yeah, Jared Allen, Samson. So maybe, maybe his hair will grow back, and he'll... Uh, destroy Lambeau Field. <laughs> Push the pillars away and Lambeau Field will collapse. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, okay. You get the idea. All right. <laughs> so, to the Washington Redskins. Yes, the team name that a lot of people like to complain about back and forth. Uh, not going to comment. Um, nah. It, it, you know, it's not for me to decide, I guess. Let, let's just say that. You know, uh, I like the name. I think it doesn't need to go, but at the same time, it's not necessarily for me to decide as well. It's not even that I like the name, but I don't think it's as disrespectful as some people want you to believe it is, but uh, nobody's calling their team a name to be to insult their team. So that's just that's the way I look at it. Okay, so there I commented on it. There we go. Even though I said I wasn't going to. Uh Urban Legend of the Week. John Carlson exists. How is this possible? Kyle Rudolph was injured. Um, John Carlson was targeted seven times and caught all seven of them. That's insane. He even got a touchdown in the game at 98 yards. I didn't know this guy exists, so that's the Urban Legend of the Week right there. John Carlson is an urban legend. He it, Did it really happen? I guess. Another urban legend you could say is Cordell Patterson. Well, caught a made a receiving touchdown as well in this game. Hard to believe. <laughs> they actually finally gave him the ball for a touchdown. Yeah, threw to Cordero Patterson in the end zone, and he caught that. Very cool. So, now I'll try to get back to where I was trying to head earlier. It was the Washington Redskins in general. Uh, RG3, he really looks healthy again in a lot of ways. He was a bit timid coming into the season with the ACL energy injury, a bit ginger, kind of like not the same guy. Well, he looked like the same guy on Thursday night. He really did. Uh, 24 of 37, good for 65%, almost 300 yards in the game, three touchdowns, no interceptions, quarterback rating about 115. Christian Ponders, by the way, was 113 despite the interception he threw in the game. Uh huh. Kind of like a forced pass while he was hit type of thing. Typical ponder interception, but at least it wasn't pick six ponder. Uh, but Griffin was incredible in a lot of ways. His rushing was was good too. He seemed to be kind of back rushing again. Seven rushes, 44 yards. No touchdowns or anything, but 44 yards on the ground. A little more than his season average of about 32. So mm, he looks spryer. He looks more spry and healthy again pretty cool to see if you're a fan of the National Football League. Uh, you know, I'm sure you're not a fan of the Redskins, though some of you might be. Um, nice to see Robert Griffin playing better again. Uh, glad we were able to see him play well and not beat us this time around. Last year he destroyed us. Alfred Morris, like I was talking about in the last episode in the preview, uh, as I expected, he really did kick our butts. <laughs> 139 yards on the ground, almost uh, over 5 yards of carry. No touchdowns, though, and that's one of the fortunate parts there. Defensive line, good enough to prevent that from happening. <laughs> Pierre Garçon was all over the place, 120 yards, 10 receptions. Jordan Reed looks good as well. Um, outside of that, though, 
Those are the main factors on the offensive side of the ball for the Washington Redskins, who uh, defensively only were able to get one sack in the game. Brian Arakpole was able to get that one, but uh, the Vikings, of course, four sacks in the game. Very cool. Half sack for Jared Allen, two and a half for Kevin Williams. Of course, that half deal was one of the one of those three sacks that uh, Kevin Williams was involved in was shared with Jared Allen. And of course, as I mentioned, Everson Griffin with a sack as well got to like that. No interceptions again by the Vikings defense because RJ3 was just flat awesome the whole way. Matt Castle played in the fourth quarter, of course, after Ponder's injury and was okay. He was okay, like slightly above average. Wasn't in very much anyway, but the Vikings did win the football game, and that's what counts, I suppose. (laughs) Helped the Vikings get a field goal late in the game to make it 34-27. Blair Walsh making his field goals and extra points this time around. Got it like that. He missed an extra point last week due to all of our chagrin and shock. Uh, Yep, made all four of his extra points and both of his field goal attempts. One was 40, one was 39 all that good stuff. Strong game by the Vikings. Fun to see. Nice to see the veterans with smiles on their faces. Um, you know, yep, yeah, similar to that Arizona game back in 2010, and similar also to a game I was I attended way back in 2001 against the Tennessee Titans uh, when the Vikings were having a pretty bad year. But the veterans on that team just stepped up that one game, and it was kind of cool to see them kind of have like a a last little hurrah with the Vikings that day um, before later in that year when my uh, things just kept getting worse and Dennis Green ultimately and rightfully was canned. So it's just one of those things. And again, with the Vikings coaching staffs, they start strong sometimes and they end poorly. It's, uh, it's different for all of them, though. Who am I to even say anymore? <laughs> uh, the moral of this game in general just fun to watch. Very cool. It was a very entertaining game. By far the most entertaining game of the year if you're a Minnesota Viking fan that likes to see this team succeed. Uh, I would like to have a higher draft pick than 5th, 6th, 7th, but at least you get to see the veterans feel good about themselves, I suppose, which um, is empty to some people and fun for others. I'll just uh, let you decide on that one, I suppose. Uh, Ultimately, in my case, yeah, I I want the draft pick, but yeah, see, it's like I'm kind of neutral, but it is nice to see the veterans play well, and yeah, and it doesn't make you bandwagon to feel like you need the draft pick, because mediocrity sucks. <laughs> All right, Fran Tarkington Award goes to Kevin Williams, without a doubt. That's the player of the week for the Minnesota Vikings. No doubt, Kevin Williams is the Fran Tarkington Award winner of this week. Uh, Tavares Jackson Memorial uh, it's going to go to Alan Williams be, in general. You know, you think you're going to give it to players. It's, it's gone to coaches a few times this year. Uh, the defense was in position to possibly lose the game with the two timeouts having to be called when Robert Griffin was driving the team down the field, possibly to tie the game at the end. The two timeouts <laughs> on that drive, a bit crazy. And I think there were more Alan Williams' fault than Leslie Frazier where Frazier was basically like doing defensive timeouts because nobody calls timeouts when the opponent is going down the field with very limited time and no timeouts of their own. When the clock the clock's on our side, you know, let the clock tick, let it run out. The Redskins desperately trying to get something done in the little time they have, so we call timeout twice, stopping the clock and allowing the Redskins <laughs> to stop the clock rather than have to rush and force a play and screw up a bit something indeed so that's definitely a Tavares Jackson memorial to Alan Williams we're going to blame Alan Williams more even more than Leslie Frazier on that one even though Frazier did have the last say almost cost us the game and even the Homer the Homer announcers Paul Allen and Pete Bursich who I like actually I like Pete Bursich a lot were basically saying um <laughs> Boy, I, I hope you're right about this one. I don't know. So, yeah, because nobody's, nobody calls timeout in that situation. Nobody does, but, and we did it twice, so you got to like that. This is a little bit longer game review than the last couple of ones because it was more fun, more enjoyable. Uh, yeah, the draft pick, to me, to, to me, the draft pick means a little bit more in a way, but at the same time, 
it's a feel-good thing. It's nice to see the team kind of, some of the veterans and stuff, feel happier. Okay, I've said that enough. All right, it's break time, and then we will be back to preview the Vikings and Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. Uh-oh. Better watch out for them clouds, right? Because they, they make it they make it noisier in the stadium because there's, there's so many clouds in Seattle. Yeah. That's a that that's a urban legend if I've ever heard one. We'll be right back. Do you shop on Amazon? Did you know that you can support this podcast just by doing your normal shopping on Amazon? It's really easy to do. Just go to thesportstuff.com and click on one of the many Amazon pictures. Do your normal shopping, and Amazon sees that we referred you, and they give us a percentage. We'd like to thank you in advance for supporting thesportstuff.com, and please use our Amazon link. Now enjoy the rest of the show. We are going And we are back here on Purple Mafia, episode number 154, which is a reminder for all of you out there on your mobile devices like iPhones, iPods, Android phones, and such. iTunes, you just need iTunes for your Apple devices. Double twist for your Android devices. And on Windows phones and BlackBerry devices, simply search for Purple Mafia in the store. That way you can bring Purple Mafia with you wherever you go, and um, that's pretty much the whole idea of a podcast anyway, isn't it? But if you insist on sitting in front of the computer, well, there you go. There's iTunes, and of course, thesportstuff.com, always. Welcome on board there. And yeah, don't forget to click on that Amazon button, that big black button on thesportstuff.com before you go shopping on Amazon. That way we can, uh, yeah, that way you can support this show if you like it oh so very much. Another way you can support the show Get on iTunes and give us a nice rating. Even write a review if you could. Really, really appreciate uh, the review written by Viking Lifer recently. Really appreciate what you had to say. So just letting you know if you happen to... Uh, yeah, that was the name of the, the username on iTunes. So really appreciate what they had to say. Very kind thoughts. Very cool. And, uh, you know, honestly, I think it's true. You know, <laughs> I think what they had to say is very true. So do appreciate it. Uh, those of you out there do post on there, and I will, I will uh, give you a mention on the show. That's got to be another incentive. Yeah, I, I got to give you a, a mention, a shout out. So I'm gonna do that from now on. Maybe, maybe more of you will, maybe more of you will help me out on there. Then <laughs> the more the merrier. That's for darn sure. Vikings head to Seattle. Uh, yeah, Seattle. The more wins, the merrier over there. They're nine and one. And uh, remember those Atlanta Falcons who went to the NFC Championship game and. You know, you could argue missed the Super Bowl by not getting a pass interference call. Yeah. <laughs> Atlanta, in a lot, was so close to going to the Super Bowl. Maybe even winning the darn thing last year. Maybe even winning the darn thing. They're 2-7. and seven. What a difference a year makes. Things just not working out there. Their coach has to go, kind of similar to ours. They actually have the same record as the Vikings. Wow. So i got to think Atlanta and Minnesota will have new coaches next year. Seattle will not need a new coach next year. Uh, no. <laughs> and a big rival of Jim Harbaugh's in college. A big rival of Jim Harbaugh's in the NFL. And a division rival as well. Seattle Seahawks, 9-1. and And they are having fun. A 33-10 destruction of the Atlanta Falcons. The team that actually beat... Seattle last year in the postseason in the second round. Yeah, I think Seattle has overcome that one just a little bit. Golden Tate with a spectacular catch around the sidelines, the back corner of the end zone today. Um, Might be an image we'll be seeing next week, possibly. Uh, This is a team that's just legit. I mean, and talk about striking gold in the draft. Russell Wilson, I mean, what more can you say? He's just... You know, that's proof where you don't necessarily need the high draft pick. You just need a, a general manager that knows what the hell he's doing. And you also just need to get lucky. You need the guy to fall to you. Not only do you need to pick the right guy, he needs to fall to you as well. Because you might have the right guy targeted and doggone it. The 
The Baltimore Ravens took him. Ah, man. Well, and it probably wouldn't be them because they have Flacco for now. But I'm just saying, you know, maybe Jacksonville finally make the right choice at quarterback. <laughs> they did the first, they got the first quarterback right. Uh, Mark Brunel, originally, he was a former Green Bay Packer backup. And I, I, I like David Girard just fine. Uh, Byron Leftwich was terrible, but yeah. <laughs> Russell Wilson, third round pick, 12th pick in the third round in the 2012 draft. Oh, 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 man, I wish. God, don't don't you just wish. I was going to say same draft as Ponder, but no, Ponder was 2011. So, yeah, I just really wish we could have had, uh, really wish we could have gotten to Russell Wilson instead. You know, I mean, he, <laughs> and that was right after Seattle to, picked up the, the hot commodity, the backup, the hot backup quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, former seventh-round pick Matt Flynn, who's looking for work. I think the Packers could use him right now just a little bit because all those guys do is get hurt <laughs> over in Green Bay. Ever since Aaron Rodgers got hurt, it's been nothing more than a... <laughs> it's been nothing more of it. It's really snowballing over there in Green Bay right now. It's unbelievable. Um, oh, I wish the Vikings could have Russell Wilson. Mm. So, yeah, hopefully Rick Spielman can finally figure out how to draft a quarterback and pick the right guy this time. Oh, I wish. Oh, man, just the frustration. The frustration. It's unbelievable. Russell Wilson, 15 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. Just the efficiency is incredible. Uh, he completes 62%, over 62% of his passes. His quarterback rating last year was an even 100. This year is 98.1 career so far in 25 games, 99.3. Uh, 41 touchdowns, only 16 interceptions. Mm. Eight fumbles lost. That's kind of high. That's like the only way maybe to get him. It seems like it's force a fumble. Uh, he's not Culpepper-like, but he, he'll, he'll get a couple. He'll get fumbles once in a while. But, boy, to die for a quarterback like this. Oh, man. And he can run, too. Yes, he can. Almost 400 yards on the ground, in fact, already this year. He's averaging about 41 yards a game, almost 42. Only one rushing touchdown. He's rushed for four last year. Uh, I don't think the Vikings' chances are very good against this team. They kicked our butts last year when we were actually a halfway okay team last year. Uh, We weren't playing well at the time. In fact, nobody thought the Vikings were going to the postseason. And, of course, fitting end to Percy Harvin's season last year in Seattle. Funny how symbolic it truly was for how things were to occur in the following months. Percy Harvin demands a trade, and, of course, like every Minnesota Viking, that is still worthy of of a decent time in the NFL, at least for the most part, <laughs> goes to Seattle. Seems like they always do. Uh, it all started with Warren Moon going to Seattle back in the day. Back in the day, even though he was like 41 years old, went to Seattle, still hung on for a while. Even Didn't even finish his career in Seattle. That's how long that son of a gun played. At age 44, he retired with the as like a backup slash third string quarterback with Farzine Vasugian's Kansas City Chiefs. Shout out to his 9-0 team. Woo! They're going to be playing Denver soon, trying to go 10-0 next week. Probably call into that show, but <laughs> he's also on the sportsstuff.com and on iTunes, of course. Um... Boy, I'm rambling or wandering way too much. But, uh, yeah, started with Warren Moon, went to John Randall, and then uh, we stole Steve Hutchinson from them, kind of stole, via free agency with the poison pill approach. So they, in turn, did a poison pill right back on the Vikings and took Nate Burleson. Uh, Vikings kind of won that one because Burleson was hurt a lot and uh, was not not as worthy of the exact contract as uh, Steve Hutchinson. But, eh, you know. <laughs> then years later, Sidney Rice went there. I'm probably missing a few, too. Uh, it seems like a lot of Packers went there as well because, obviously, well, Mike Holmgren was in Seattle. He took uh, Matt Hasselbeck with him and, and others. Um, man, everybody goes to Seattle, don't they? So, yes, Percy Harvin will finally be suiting up for the first time this year, unless he did today. No, he did not. Of course not. Uh, I... Uh, the talk is we will be seeing Percy Harvin finally getting off his injured ass and playing a game this year. <laughs> and he'll be joining a very talented uh, receiving core. Not uh, not Sidney Rice, though. Nope. I'd rather have Golden Tate than Sidney Rice anyway. That guy is just tearing up the league right now. 106 yards and a touchdown today. Actually, he's not tearing up the league, but he's, he's doing well. <laughs> 
it's it's crazy how he hasn't even had a thousand yard season yet. Has Golden Tate, but I think this could be the year that he'll finally do that. Man, it's like it seems like he's better than this. His numbers actually aren't all that spectacular. It's like you watch him play, and it's like, man, he is the bomb. And then it's like you look at his stats, and it's like, ah, kind of Jerome Simpson like. Hmm. Anyhow, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sydney Rice, though, more even more injury prone than uh, Percy Harvin. So, yeah, we won't be seeing him. I believe he's out for the year. Uh, but Percy Harvin will finally debut this year against the Vikings. That'll be a very interesting game indeed. Marshawn Lynch is playing extremely well. 145 yards on the ground today against Atlanta and a touchdown. Uh, he's got over 700 yards, six touchdowns. Not, I don't even think that even counts yet for today. And, in fact, it doesn't. So he's got... He's um gosh, he's almost got nine hundred yards and seven touchdowns for the year. Marshawn Lynch is tearing it up, and he's a he's a veteran. He's only a year younger than Adrian right now, so yeah, a very strong player for Seattle. Oh boy, they might they might be the favorites to win the whole damn thing. I, I picked San Francisco to win it, but boy, I don't think they're gonna. I don't think San Francisco could beat Seattle in Seattle. There's no reason why I could think the Vikings could beat them either. They made Matt Ryan uh, look mediocre. He didn't look terrible, but mediocre. Uh, Russell Wilson was dominant. Quarterback rating almost 135. Nearly 300 yards passing. Nothing really deep and, and, and amazing, but just very efficient. Very solid. And that's something a lot of us here in Minnesota wish Adrian Peterson could be. <laughs> of course, no Antoine Winfield on this team because, uh, well, Antoine Winfield didn't make it. Cliff Avril, boy, I remember him as a Detroit Lion. He's Farwell, remember him? Minnesota Vikings, uh, yep, and, and Avril was a Lion very recently, until this year. <laughs> Went to Seattle, is doing very well there, got a sack today. But, um, yeah, Heath Farwell's a Seattle Seahawk as well. So there's another Viking that went to Seattle. It just it just never ends. It never ends. Hopefully Adrian Peterson doesn't wind up there at some point. <laughs> Maybe Christian Ponder will go to Seattle to back up Russell Wilson. Hey, there it is. Oh, man. Paul, Tuniverse Canif, I'm jealous. That's a... Remember when Seattle used to be one of the laughing stocks of the league for like the longest time? How crappy they were back in the 80s and 90s? Man. Man, they were lousy. Now look, now look at them. And for a while in the 2000s as well, up and down. Some years they were good, some years they weren't. I think Seattle's going to go to their second Super Bowl the way things are looking uh, right now because no one's beating Seattle in Seattle. If they win the... Uh, if they win home field, which it looks like they will, it's over. Seattle's going to the Super Bowl to play Denver, I think. I think Denver wins the AFC, by the way. Maybe Kansas City, an outside threat at that because... Winning is winning, and if they win, then they have home field. They, they'll be hard to beat, too. But I don't think the Vikings can beat this team. and I don't think anybody's going to argue with me on that one. Uh, Seattle's going to romp the Vikings, without a doubt. Their defense is one of the best in the league. Their offense is really good and efficient. Seattle's going to win something like 34-17. to 17. Seattle, 34, Minnesota 17. Matt Castle is my prediction at quarterback right now. Maybe Ponder will go in there and play well. Highly doubt Josh Freeman will be thrown in there, but eh, weirder things have happened. In fact, signing Josh Freeman was weirder to begin with. So, yeah, we'll see where things head there. Yep, 34-17, Seattle defeats the Minnesota Vikings. A very impressive, very impressive football team. Just uh, sit back and watch, I guess, and uh, hope the Vikings can become like Seattle because in this day and age, it is very, it, it is a lot easier to build a winning franchise in the NFL than it was in seasons past. Remember what Seattle did last year, the way they really they really came up and surprised everybody and look at them now. So who knows, maybe the Vikings will be next in the next two years or so. You never know guys, you never know. Just make some good draft picks along the way things can change very, very quickly. Especially if some of your veterans that are still hanging on step up as well. Because I, I think they will. Their morale will be improved. So that's the good thing about it. The bad thing is right now we're on the on the losing end from <laughs> the way things look. So, yeah, that's the whole gist of 
Minnesota, Seattle. Let's take, uh, let's not take a break. Let's go to the NFC North roundup. Detroit and Chicago, classic matchup, and Detroit wins again. Detroit wins again. They are six and three. They are officially in sole possession of first place in the NFC North. What? Who would have thunk it, folks? Who would have thunk it? The Detroit Lions are the top team in the NFC North, and uh, me and Dylan picked them to finish five and eleven in fourth place in the NFC. Oh, Dylan, we couldn't have been more wrong, could we? And Jay Cutler played in this game, folks. Yes, he did. Jay Cutler did play. <laughs> so did Matthew Stafford. Uh, he was certainly above... Well, his uh, completion percentage wasn't all so hot against a not-so-hot Chicago team defensively, but he got three touchdown passes in the game. Reggie Bush, excellent, extremely efficient in the game. Only 14 rushes, still got 105 yards. Oh, a long of 39 in the game. Matt Forte couldn't do squat against the Detroit Lions defensive front line. Oh, man. He averaged less than two yards a carry. Ouch. Detroit looking like the class of the NFC North right now. They're the Seattle of the NFC North, I guess, right now. I guess, because I guess Green Bay's the San Francisco. Detroit is the hot new Seattle right now. Man, man, man. Chicago, hundred. Uh, excuse me, Brandon Marshall, another another Brandon Marshall type game, like 140 yards, two touchdowns, but again, not enough. Chicago. Well, I mean, they were in the game the whole time; they just didn't win it. So that's just how it goes. They couldn't get a single sack on Matthew Stafford. Detroit's dominant defensive line, including Dominican Sue and Nick Farley, each getting a sack in the game. So there's your NFC North roundup between those two. Oh, Green Bay gets beat by Philadelphia. Oh, Oof, they stink. 27-13. to 13. Green Bay Packers stink without Aaron Rodgers, who is, of course, out with the shoulder injury, non-throwing pass. Nick Foles, the touchdown, the touchdown king right now. Nick Foles with three more touchdown passes. That's ten touchdowns in two weeks because he had seven last week. Scott Tolzien. Scott Tolzien. Yeah, did manage to throw for almost 300 yards, but he did have two interceptions in the game against one of the weakest, most wide-open defenses in the NFL of Philadelphia. And it just didn't look all too good. So weird to see Aaron Rodgers on the sideline in a hoodie with a headset on. But uh, I guess that's he's doing what he can right now to help the team, I, I suppose. But uh, I think he's a lot better as a player. Yeah, <laughs> not much he can do with that headset to help them win. He can maybe give advice, but the quarterback isn't very good Green Bay is screwed and um, boy they have a lot of holes in that team don't they the Tone Jones had two sacks today though Ooh, oh boy that really rough week for Green Bay nobody here is crying though after what we've been through here in Green uh, Minnesota no one's crying nope <laughs> that's just all there is to it Green Bay crushed at home against the Philadelphia Flyers. No, I'm kidding. Philadelphia Eagles, who are now 500. Green Bay, uh, Philadelphia is 5-5. Five five. Green Bay falls to 5-4. They're in big trouble. They're probably, there's a good chance they could miss the postseason this year. 27-13. So that is the wrap-up of the NFC North. We will be right back for some fan interaction and close the show right after this. <laughs> And we are back here on Purple Mafia, episode number 154, which is a reminder for all of you out there on your mobile devices. Thanks again for tuning into the show. Remember, there is a phone line, 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. At least during the month of November, keep it fairly brief if you could, because my schedule is tough. So, just got to do what I can to get these shows up and ready to rock and roll. Thanks always so much for listening. Um, yeah. My apologies if I wasn't all overly into detail with the Seattle thing, like, oh, you know, this is why Seattle's gonna win, but 
there's a reason for that, and you can probably tell because Seattle's like a million miles ahead of the Vikings. Why do I need to go heavily into detail of, like, why Seattle's going to beat the Vikings? It's like, hello. So, <laughs> it's just one of those things. So, and i got to stop saying that one of those things stuff. Let's get to that Facebook page. It's all over the place, as always. Carl, we'll open up with this. Carl O'Neill commenting on the little thread where I told everybody episode 153 is up. He's saying, Nami Asuma, really? He's slow and old and we have no cap room. <laughs> he was responding to something that uh, Malcolm mentioned uh, earlier. So, yeah, it's just one of those things. That was on the previous show. i got to stop saying one of those things. God almighty. So, yeah... <laughs> He, it's just like, it was like a, de- it would be like a desperation edition because there's just nobody else, basically. And it's like, well, at least he has a name. But, no, I hear you, Carl. I hear you. I hear you. That's realistic to say, like, it's a, just not worth it. So, yeah, I asked the question, will Washington, will the Washington, will a Washington game screw up the Vikings draft position again? <laughs> Ryan Anderson saying, hope not, want Johnny football, that being Johnny. Manziel, of course. Malcolm saying, if we were 7-1, and one, this is the game we would lose, but if we're 1-7, and seven, it's scary. Yep. See? Yeah, that we'd win. Yeah, see, isn't that sad? Because, yeah, it's the classic Redskins. They always screw things up for us one way or another. Very rarely did a Washington Redskins game go our way. Back in 93, it went well. 93. <laughs> um when the Vikings beat the Redskins to officially make the playoffs. That's the well, probably the first and last time I've seen a Redskins game go the Vikings way. Uh, yeah, 1987, the NFC Championship game, a close game, but of course the Washington Redskins broke our hearts on what could have been a very magical season, and it would have been the second year, second team in 1987 to win a world championship if the Vikings made it to the Super Bowl, because I'm pretty convinced they would have beaten the Denver Broncos that year. Unfortunately, things didn't go so well. 92... Minnesota Vikings, heavily favored against a defending champion Washington Redskins team. Sure, they're defending champions at that point, but they were only 9-7 and seven and not really a factor anymore. They were clearly a team that was aging and not really going to be a factor much longer. They roll into Metrodome and kick our butts. We score a touchdown real early in that game. I believe it was an interception, you know, pick six type of thing. And the Vikings lose 24-7. to seven. And it's like, whatever. That sucked crappy ass game horrible ending to a really nice uh, first season for Dennis Green 11 and 5 season and it was just the beginning of many disappointments with that man after that game (laughs) honest to god and it was an introduction to me learning just how big of a pain in the ass these Washington Redskins truly are to this team even though that NFC title game is a pretty good indication of that Uh, 2007 Minnesota Vikings Looked like they might have me to have an outside legit outside chance turned into a legit shot of making the postseason. Washington Redskins in a far inferior team rolls into the dome, kicks the Vikings butts, and they went on a run and made the playoffs, only to lose in the first round. That was after that whole Taylor uh, catastrophe that took place when he was shot in the leg and bled to death. Very sad story. Um, yeah, that was not good. But again, it's just it's just classic Redskins there, and of course, 2010 Minnesota Vikings. Um, you know, it was a disastrous year. Childress fired, Frazier takes over, and we win a game that probably cost us a few draft positions that year. <laughs> so we wound up with Christian Ponder because of that game. Um, ultimately, quite a bummer indeed in that sense. Year uh, a year later, Minnesota is having a horrible season. In 2011, in Leslie Frazier's first year, Vikings were two in like ten or something at the time, and they win against Washington. Adrian Peterson tears his ACL. We wind up with uh, Matt Khalil, who isn't bad at all, but he's having a lousy year this year. And the Redskins got RG3 by in uh, trading up to get him, of course, with the St. Louis Rams, who didn't need RG3 at the time because oh, they had Sam Bradford. Woo, woo! You don't need RG3. You have Sam Bradford. But, yeah, <laughs> rest is history there. Last year, the Vikings looked like a strong team on a on a run. A team that was starting to show signs that they're a good team. Washington Redskins, whoop, are you-know-what's in the nation's capital. Was it, I can't remember, 36 to like 24 or something like that. Whoop our butts when the Vikings are doing well. And then this year again, 
lot of us are all like, get that draft pick, get that draft pick, and the Redskins beat us. So, okay, I'll move on from that now. You get the idea. I've talked about that way too much. <laughs> um, yep, Malcolm McSween saying something pretty cool here, saying the play at the end of the half looked like an NFL team playing against a high school team. Nice. Mark Carlson saying, I am home late for a me- from a meeting. I assume the Viking D is AWOL again. And it was. This is some of the in-game stuff. Uh, yeah, here we go. Mark Carlson saying, it might be counter to the team's draft order, but the fans sure are overdue for a win. It doesn't look like the fans get any relief tonight. Yep, because things weren't going well. Mark Carlson is saying, nice second half. Kevin Williams putting a mark on RG3 and Carlson playing like a pro. Wow. A win, a win. <laughs> Joey, will this be temporary relief? And last comment, please. Who let Deion Sanders have a microphone? I never liked him. <laughs> I never liked him either, really, too much. No, pretty cocky guy. Uh, uh, became more of a man of God later on, though, which I did appreciate. That was very cool. Uh, I'm not sure what to make of him since he's joined the media, though. Uh, he's just weird. Uh, he's just weird. I'll leave it at that. Todd Vandermay saying, I don't care how good Ponder played. I'm done seeing him in purple. Strong statement there. I hear you because it's just a tease, Todd. So, totally agree there. Brett McCarthy saying it was a well-needed win for the team. It shouldn't hurt the draft. All right, and I hope not, Brett. That's a, that's good thoughts right there. can't believe I didn't click like on those two. Those two both deserve a like there. Um, that's good thoughts, Brett. Uh, well thought there. Good, uh, Well-meaning, that's for sure. Um, I was mentioning I'll have a show up soon and saying it would be a lot of mixed emotions, which is going to be the title of the show. It's mixed emotions because of the draft and nice, but the draft dug on it and this and that, you know, and it's not, you know, it's reflecting everybody's feelings, not just mine. Brent Jacobson was saying he was going to try to call in this time. Um, yep, I didn't get a call, but I understand Brent, if you're busy or just, just didn't feel like it or whatever. Totally understand. Stephen A. Smith saying... He was the Gold Star winner last week, saying, Mixed feelings is right, Joey. I really couldn't get excited about this win at all. And that's when that Paul guy came in and dropped an F-bomb, so I deleted that. Uh, Malcolm saying, there's no way we are making the postseason, so I would definitely love the first pick. Just look at the Colts. That's extremely true, Malcolm. That's uh, very, very, very true, Malcolm. Kind of leaning towards Gold Star there. Let's see where we... uh, Well, yep. I'll be able to kind of put these together here in a sh- uh, very shortly. I don't think uh, Paul Martin tweeted me this week, unfortunately. Yeah. Love hearing from him out of uh, northern Scotland there. Uh, Let's just keep moving here. Where is it? Um, yeah, Malcolm was saying, oh, well, they wave 49ers wave Nambi Asimwa. Yep. Uh, yeah, that was on the last show, though. Here we go. Brent Jacobs is saying, here's my dream scenario if the Vikings don't get a pick in position to get Bridgewater. Say we get a pick number three, trade back, stockpile pips, picks, and stink again while building up the D-line, linebackers, etc. next year. Then draft Jameis Winston. Yes, Jameis Winston, who is, you know, he might be more of an Andrew Luck type than uh, what we've seen so far. Uh, interesting thought, Brent, but it's one of those things where it's kind of, I gotta stop using that phrase, but <laughs> I gotta just call this, it's the one of those things shows. <laughs> Forgive me, guys, it's a stupid habit that uh, everybody has, I suppose, with some, some words. But yeah, that's just, that's too risky to hope that you're gonna get the guy. Maybe, though, maybe. I, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, Chuck Fletcher surely did a good job uh, kind of preparing for the next year with free agency. He It worked out with him. It might work out again if the Minnesota Wild are able to sign Thomas Vanek. I'll be looking to record that. Yeah, guys, check out Brave the Wild. That show is uh, so much fun and, and needs more listeners. It, it does. It's a, it's a fun show. So I just thought I'd mention that. Adam Carlson posting about his show. So very cool. That Purple People podcast. I'm going to Give him a shout-out again. Hopefully he can shout-out to me, too. <laughs> it's fun. You know, we like to shout-out to each other sometimes. Great guy from uh, Michigan over there who's a does a Minnesota Vikings show with Kyle West. Very good guys. Very good guys. Yes, yes. And very good show, too. But don't you dare, don't you dare turn off Purple Mafia, okay? 
I'm going to get very upset. Tony Coleman saying, oh, Ponder, trying to be a hero. There's nothing wrong with a quarterback stepping out of bounds when he sees defenders barreling toward him. <laughs> yeah, really, you know. Really, though. Really, that's for sure. Tony also posting, yes, the story about Jerome Simpson. Busted for a DWI. Way to go, Jerome. Yeah. <laughs> and I did see the... Uh, the mentioned earlier today, yes, uh, I got the alert on my phone earlier today, and it's just, yeah, great. See, see what I'm saying, guys, about Jerome Simpson? Why, why are we counting on Jerome Simpson, you know? <laughs> he's just another one of those, he's just like another Corin Robinson, really, to be honest with you. Eh, you know, what did Corin Robinson ever do in the league? He was, he was, he was, he showed some spurts here and there, but then the BS came right back to the surface. Uh, Tony Coleman, yeah, thanks for posting. He's, you know, he's always good about posting stuff, and he's, he's active on the board. Always appreciate him. One of the, one of the older, more, most, and I don't mean necessarily age, but, uh, one of the old, oldest, uh, listeners of Purple Mafia that, uh, that has a face and a, and a name, you know, because, yeah, he was one of the first, first people that started, uh, showing up on the TSS boards back in the day when the sportsstuff.com had message boards. Now there's TSS boards and Facebook, which I recommend to those of you out there listening. Um, I always appreciate Tony a lot, you know. That's why I always, uh, always hope he keeps posting. That's why I'm always, uh, yeah, <laughs> inviting him to keep posting on this page. So, very cool. So, let's get to Twitter before I get to the gold star. In fact, I just got a new one just now, apparently. Um, Sean followed me. Cool. Okay, that was the interaction. Thank you, Sean, if you're listening. Possibly you are. I appreciate that very, very much. At Purple Mafia Show for this, of course. Um, you could type in Purple Mafia Show in the search bar or just facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show to click like on that. Uh, the likes have been quiet lately for some reason, but understandable, I suppose. Anthony Carlson was posting during the game a bit, and he also gets into conversations with people at times, as does Dave Martin a bit, with uh, Laker Larry. They were talking a bit, talking about Greg Jennings and such, back and forth, but most of that was on the previous show and the previous game and such. Oh, that was during the game. Pardon me. Oh, here we go. Uh, Laker Larry was posting. So with that said, Spielman feels guilty and will not fire Frazier. I don't know about Musgrave and Williams. Well, you have to you have to fire those guys. <laughs> have to, right? Hopefully uh, Laker Larry's a listener, possibly. He was saying this is all Rick Spielman's mess and he knows it. Ponder was his boy and made the decision to start Freeman. I hope you're a listener, Larry uh, Laker Larry, because you know what? That is a gold star statement. Yeah, without it, that was that's the gold star of the week right there. Yeah, uh, Spielman has a lot. Hisro has to shoulder a lot of blame for this team, and I'm very much, very much in in agreement with you right there. Very cool. Uh, let's see what was he saying here. Yep, they were talking back and forth. Martin and Paul, uh, Dave Martin and <laughs> Paul Martin. Sorry, that's a hockey player. Dave Martin and Laker Larry back and forth. Uh, uh, yep, lots of conversation going on there. Can't really get too much into uh, that because uh, might drive the listeners crazy. Even though it's actually good, very good conversation. Definitely recommend. Do give those guys a follow. I actually highly recommend that. Uh, yep, uh, Dave Martin. Though his account is, uh, yeah locked though so it's harder to follow him unfortunately <laughs> okay anyhow uh anthony carlson the son of the great the great mark carlson saying better late than never about the win he uh the Ch- d fry yes sir he's a listener from chicago he says uh when did <laughs> when did they learn to do that what the hell is going on oh boy he said damn vikings won <laughs> And unfortunately, the Bears did not win. The stupid Detroit Lions won. I like the Bears more than the Lions. Yeah, I think a lot of listeners don't, but I like it more than the Lions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just thought I'd mention that. All right, so everybody, again, don't be afraid to uh, please do give me a, a nice rating on iTunes if you could. Purple Mafia Show. Don't forget to check out Timberwolves Explosion and Brave the Wild also on iTunes. If you like to talk about the Timberwolves or Minnesota Wild as well, Facebook page already talked about that at nauseam. Our phone line one last time, 209-736-7877. 
do tell a friend about the show, guys. Do tell a friend about the show. We'd like to have more people on here. Maybe have them join the Facebook or the Twitter. And um, just say hello. Don't be afraid. You can even add me on Facebook if you like. Yeah, why not? Joey Awajan, A-W-A-I-J-A-N-E. <laughs> Joey, of course, you know how to spell that, I hope. So there you go. Yeah, don't be afraid to add me on Facebook. I I don't bite. I'm not going to harass you. I'm not going to do anything. No, I'm not going to do anything. Just going to interact with you if you interact with me. You know, I'll let you interact first. I'm not going to push anything. So, all right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back next week. Uh, if the Vikings win in Seattle, I will be beyond shocked. In fact, okay, no, I'm not going to do any bad because <laughs> football's crazy and you never know. So, but they're not going to win that game. No, no. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We will be back next week to talk about Percy Harvin's return to the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> <laughs>